Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. This is the off-season practice report it's brought to you by Byers Auto. I'm Austin Ward, joined by Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. So, uh, as expected uh, on Wednesday, as we reported for about a week and a half, that you know, Kerry Combs, the defensive coordinator, that was going to stay the same. Uh, Parker Fleming was going to take the place of Greg Madison. He's the special teams coordinator. And the piece that moved to allow some of this to happen the way it did was Matt Barnes. Uh, sliding to the secondary. Why is that important? Because uh, obviously finishing number 122 in the country in pass defense does not sit well with Ohio State. And we've talked ad nauseum, Berm, about the reasons, uh, excuses, if you want to call them that, factors, the things that impacted Ohio State. We're going to get into what Kerry Combs said about that in a second. But, um, you know, I guess this isn't a surprise. We've been talking about it, but uh, it's not like Ohio State is ever expecting them to finish at that 122 level again, but they understand that sweeping changes were not necessary. Maybe not necessary yet. Let's just say that. I I don't think that they were ready. And what Ryan Day said on Wednesday was he was not ready to overreact. He wasn't willing to um, start over. And I guess that, you know, we can say whatever we want about it, to be honest. Uh, It doesn't really matter what our opinions are um, about the the hiring of Parker Fleming and the movement of uh, Matt Barnes. It doesn't matter. So what matters is that Ryan Day thinks that that's the right thing for uh, the Buckeyes program. If if we think that they could have hired a splash name, who cares what we think? But um, clearly they weren't ready to to, to change things up uh, entirely yet. And I think it's because of those factors that you've mentioned here. And, you know, I know that your Twitter feed on Wednesday was full of uh, very aggressive conversations, Um, you know, because we – we have to, at this point, just let this next year play out. And if things 
are the same, if they don't markedly improve, you're going to see wholesale changes next January, but it wasn't ready. It wasn't the time for that now. Well, I certainly hope that some people care about what our opinions are. Although, uh, as you said, there were I, yeah, they're not important to Ohio state. They, they are not. That is correct. Um, sometimes, sometimes they might ask for one or two things, but that we're not going to steer the direction of the program. You're absolutely right about that. Um, Spencer, you, you touched on this yesterday with uh, your notebook. Uh, as Ryan Day talked about it at length with his decision, was asked about it a lot. Uh, what stood out to you when he talked about these staff moves? I think that the, the big thing is they're still probably going to bring in another guy. I think that that's pretty important when you, you can add another cook into that kitchen and, and give Matt Barnes some stability, give all these guys just some another mind to uh, feed off of, like, like what Greg Madison was. He was more of, a, of an analyst than he was a position coach, and I think that's important to remember. I think if Ohio State does bring in another guy, it, it could be very beneficial to the program. I think that, that when you have minds like Kerry Combs mixed with Al Washington, Matt Barnes, all of the guys that are in there with Larry Johnson too. I think this is a really nice staff. I think that Ryan Day has put together a good staff. I think he knows what he's doing when he's constructing this. He knows the, the where the power balance should be. And that's the other thing people are forgetting. You know, everybody talks about chemistry in a locker room. Well, there has to be chemistry within a coaching staff as well. You can't have guys, you know, always having differing opinions. I think the chemistry in the coaching staff is going to be important to try to fix these issues. And I think adding a, a splashy name could have, upset that a little bit i think this this ensures that they're going to work together to get this thing fixed can i give a bold prediction for next yeah, for next or next december next january next year when ohio state's run defense is not one of the top two or three best in the country because they're replacing their top four linebackers and replacing jonathan cooper and replace and tommy togi and all these other guys people are going to say i can't believe greg madison leaving made such a big difference it changed everything and then how could Al Washington not coach his linebackers any better? And, and this is because this coming year, the secondary will have experience. The middle, the middle of the defense won't. Next year, it's just – this is the way it goes. They're just – it's an ebb and a flow, and, and you can't overreact every single time that a group is new and full of new guys, full of a new coaching staff. You just have to let things kind of, you know, let water find its level. And that was, uh, as we've said, harder than ever in 2020. And those challenges, um, you know, it's, it struck me yesterday. Well, that unit didn't get any better as the season went on. Well, how were they supposed to? That's when the, the factors started adding up where Ohio State couldn't practice, where they were losing, going to one game with no healthy safeties. Like, if you want to evaluate Ohio State that way, in a normal year, I'd be all for that. Um, but it got progressively more challenging for Ohio State as the year went on, which is how they wound up at number 122. But when you're – you're talking about things like that. Of course, Ohio State is not happy with those numbers. Um, Kerry Combs did talk about that, was asked about you know, moving on, the transition, what happened against Alabama in the title game uh, on the Coaches Show on 97.1 The Fan on Wednesday. And he said this, uh, obviously we didn't play our best game. We talked about that as a defense. It gives you great resolve going forward. It gives you things to work on. I talked with them about some of the things that were said by and about the team that we just played in 2019 after they got beat 44 to 16 in the same game. It's up to us to learn from it, to let us, let it drive us, motivate us. And for us to go to work every day to make sure that doesn't happen again. Teams lose in the national championship game. Alabama did that two years uh, pre previous, as he said, and they were uh, picked apart defensively. Uh, doesn't mean that you have to completely overhaul your hope, your whole program. Um, and I think that's a reminder of why Ryan day looked at this and said, 
you don't have to go spend a million and a half dollars to bring somebody in from outside. Uh, they still won the Big Ten in, in spite of all those challenges. They still destroyed Clemson. Uh, and then everything else that led into it factored into that. You know, Nick Saban didn't panic and, and rip up everything he had done after Clemson beat him in two years ago. And again, it's kind of just the evolution of football. The Buckeyes gave up 30 yards rushing against Clemson. So, yeah, you give up 400 and some yards passing, but you win the game by 28 points. Who cares? Uh, you, you know, Notre Dame uh, got destroyed by Alabama. They went out and hired a new defense coordinator. They hired a big, splashy guy, Marcus Freeman. Ohio State went out and got destroyed by Alabama. Everyone got destroyed by Alabama. That offense was the best offense in the history of college football. Uh, you, you don't want to hyper-react, but you also do have to be understanding that there is changes that need to be made. Ryan Day talked about it over and over. Is it, is it talent? Is it coaching? Or is it scheme? And he acknowledged, I think, on, on Wednesday in the press conference, that, you know, for the signing day press conference, that, yeah, there were some things schematically that needed to change. And I think that you only learn that when you get your doors blown off. I, that's a – that's an interesting comparison there with Notre Dame Berm. although I would say that Notre Dame had to replace their defensive coordinator. So it made more sense. Maybe if that, if you're looking for the top position, then you go out and you scan the country. Uh, that's different than a position coach in my mind. Right. Um, which is why Ohio state a year ago when they lost Jeff Halfley, you know, Kerry Combs is a familiar name, but they went and got somebody from the NFL ranks to come in and become their coordinator. And cause this, this is coming up. Well, how does Ohio state's, you know, promotions here, in-house promotions, how does that compare to other programs? And, you know, as I thought about it and wrote about it on Wednesday, it's like, okay, it's not Alabama's model of a ton of former NFL guys or former head coaches or Butch Jones or Bill O'Brien this or that. It's, it, But it does look more closely like what Clemson has done, which they just did again today with in-house promotions and familiar faces. You know, Dabo Swinney's whole thing has been staff continuity. You've talked about that before. How does – how does he keep these people around? Well, if you hire from within, then you build more loyalty. You keep that chemistry that Spencer talked about. You get, you have them invested in the success of the program and maybe not looking to leave at that first opportunity. I know that their situation is not identical to Ohio State's, but that's what sticks in my mind is that looking outside the program is not all, not guaranteed to succeed. It's not always best. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's kind of uh... – I guess a, a misstep to, to categorize this against Alabama. I know that you've talked about that on Twitter, Austin. You had to talk about that a lot with different people. This is not the same situation as Alabama. You know, Ohio State had guys in the program they are confident in that can do this job, that can get them over to the next step. And when Nick Saban had to look in the mirror in 2019, like Kerry Combs said, you know, you have to make some adjustments. And maybe that adjustment is Kerry Combs taking a backseat in the secondary and going through the entire defense. Maybe that's the adjustment that's needed for this defense to take the step to win a national championship in the next two years. You know, everybody wrote off Alabama two years ago after Clemson demolished them in the national championship game. It was, it was bad. And, and now look, two years later, they're back in the national championship game, demolishing a team that is worthy of being there. I think Ohio state can take that next step. I just think it's the small tweaks. You don't have to go out and hire somebody for $2 million. Like you said, you just need to figure out the, that missing piece or that little link that can get you over that hump, I think Ohio State has the chance to do that. I'm curious if, if we were able to go back in time and see the reaction from folks around the Clemson program when Davos Swinney was hired because he was obviously somebody that 
nobody had really heard of. And they certainly wasn't the guy that they thought was going to lead their program to the next level. But then when you hire guys like Brett Benables, Brett Benables, and you keep guys like Jeff Scott around forever, like you, you do wonder like, Hey, is, is there not someone else out there? You look at their wide receiver uh, room after, after Jeff Scott left, they just promoted from within. I mean, that's what you don't have to uh, completely upset the apple cart every single time. Certainly, Again, as you said, I mean, Notre Dame's replacing Clark Lee. They had to go out and get another defense coordinator, someone that's been at that level. Ohio State did not need to go get a defensive coordinator. They have one. So until they're deciding it's time to move on from Kerry Combs, which clearly is not the time yet or, you know, anytime in the near future, there's no reason to, to think that they had to go out and hire someone huge. Now, again, you look at like Georgia, Will Muschamp's being hired as an analyst there for $300,000. This is not the game Ohio State's going to play, and, and they're just simply never going to do that. Uh, so people just are going to have to understand that it's a different world right now in the SEC as it was to Ohio State. It's a little outrageous and strange that Will not a little is earning $300,000 to be an analyst. Um, not a little. It's a lot. It's a lot outrageous. And, and that's the thing. There, there has to be – a place, right? That doesn't there have to be a level when, when Ohio State as a institution steps back and goes, whoa, 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 whoa. We are not going to get into that arms race right now. I, I think that, I mean, again, it's the goes back to something else that we talked about last summer, which is the lack of centralized leadership in college football. I think the people that need to step back and say, whoa, what's happening here would be the NCAA or some governing body that's saying this is clearly, uh, you know, breaking some spirit of the rules and or or at least bending them in a way that takes it beyond recognition but especially for a guy like how much how many millions of dollars does will Muschamp need to earn before people just give up on this guy it's absolutely bizarre to me when you have when you have a defensive mind that has tanked two sec programs in a row and you have an opportunity to give them six figures you got to do it you have to why not tank a third Anyway, we've gotten way off the rails if we're talking about Will Muschamp and, and Georgia and analyst positions here. Uh, but that's an off-season practice report for you. Ohio State was back, workout starting this week, team meeting that Kerry Combs uh, was talking about there, the Buckeyes getting back together, regrouping ahead of spring practice next month, winter workouts with Mickey Mirati underway uh, for the Buckeyes. So that gives us something else to talk about with uh, Berm and Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. Stay with us. We've got coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes all year at LettermanRow.com. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, 
Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.